What's good, listeners? I'm Chris Collins, your host of The Chris Collins Show. And I'm Marissa Pitts, his trusty sidekick. Thanks for listening to our podcast, and be sure to tune in to The Chris Collins Show live every Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific Time. And follow us on social media and check out our website at chriscollinsshow.com. Peace. Ciao, Bellas. What's good, listeners? Welcome to the Chris Collins Show live on 22S Radio. That is 88.1 FM HD3. Good morning, Marissa. How you doing? I am so good. I'm doing good. I mean, this weather's so intense right now. Like, yes. I mean, we're all such a bunch of pansies, at least myself. It was like Wednesday. It was like, it felt like it was hailing. I was like terrified driving on the 605. And like, yeah, now was, it's all sunny. I was going sunny. like 30 miles per hour. Oh, like, literally. Oh. I was like, what am I doing with my life being on the road? Yeah. I'm like, everybody that's in Cali, stay off the road when yeah. it rains. And Just we had a wonderful event last Night yes, we KDHR. were at KDHR, their awesome. affiliate station, and we did the Friendsgiving takeover. I had so much fun. It really was, and uh, you know they gave away Schoolboy Q tickets at the forum, That's so that was right. so much fun. But we got a great show for everybody today. Are you obsessed with murder and learning about uh, serial yes. killers and all those kind of weird rape stories? Yes. I mean, I yes. know Marissa is. I, I get terrified for him. But Brianna Miera, she's in, and she has the hit podcast show Murder Dictionary Woo-hoo. and also Crime Screen, and she got a brand new one called rockumentary so stick around for that and check out our new youtube episode drop featuring comedian marcus hawkins it's time to rock and roll all right so this is hashtag tldr too long don't read we did all the reading for you so you didn't have to do it in an article from forbes titled single millennials keep these benefits in mind during open enrollment by kellyanne smith Are you a 26-year-old like me going through the nightmare of being taken off your parents' health insurance (laughs) and have no idea where to begin? Because trust me, you're not alone. The endless calls and text messages coming from Obamacare representatives to Trump care is extremely Mm -hmm. overwhelming. Open enrollment is underway for 2020, and 65% of millennials in a new AFLAC workforces report stated that our generation is very stressed about understanding what health benefits they need. Here's what a senior personal finance correspondent had to say on CNNBC. You want to make sure you understand what's being offered, and this is the scary part. According to a new report from Policy Genius, a lot of people are avoiding care. One in four people surveyed avoided care or treatment because they didn't know if their health insurance would cover what they need to have done. Exactly. And only 29% knew what some key terms meant. Hmm. Premium, Uh how much is coming out of your check every time you get paid. Mm deductible, the amount that you're going to have to pay overall before, before they, before they, they even pick up a dime, right. and the copay, which many people probably know is your office visit, but some didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's pretty insane, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting your parents involved to help you out to get Please the best do. plan that fits you, because it's 
let's be real. They've been paying for our health yes. insurance for 26 years. Seriously, I you give know? my mommy still, and like, <laughs> I still go, I'm like, is this going to work for me? Well, you're absolutely right, because I want everybody, <laughs> all the listeners out there, keep this in mind. Can you truly cover an out-of-pocket expense that is an unexpected medical bill that's greater than $500? Not with our family. I know I can't. Nope. I mean, when I started thinking about insurance, Marissa, why yeah. are millennials shopping for essential oils for healthcare <laughs> and not taking open enrollment seriously? Look, I think the essential oils are great for that pre-hurt. But you're going to get like, something's going to happen, the pre-hurt. Something's going to happen where you have to go to the hospital and you have to have that insurance unless you plan on never owning anything in your entire life because who cares about credit. But like a a trip to the emergency room, you know, that costs, even with insurance, you're still going to be out of pocket $500 to $1,000. That's with insurance. Without, forget it. Well, it's true. And I mean, I was literally been going through the process and I, you know, I keep hearing about this myth about $65 insurance a month. Uh, It's it's a total scam, everybody. I mean, literally you only get three. Three days of hospital care. If you get in a major accident, you're 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 screwed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said a Nazi Nazi Just, word, but you literally are. I mean, go it does the regular channels of getting the insurance that covers for how much t- times you go and see a doctor. Right, exactly, and, and that was probably beneficial at the time when we were all forced to get health insurance, so yeah. you would get hit with the fine. But now that's gone. But be smart. Don't wait until the last minute to find the best option for you. In an article from the New York Times titled "Stop." Don't charge your phone this way by Amy Ortiz. Why? Well, I'm about to tell you. (laughs) Ortiz writes, as the busy holiday season approaches, the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office is warning travelers about a USB charger scam or, quote, quote, juice jacking. Okay. Mm. Juice jacking (laughs) happens when unsuspecting users plug their electronic devices into USB ports or use USB cables that have been loaded with malware. This malware would allow jackers to get your personal information, passwords, and even drain your bank account. Through accounts. a charger? Through a charger. Wow. I had no idea yeah, about this. Yeah, me either. Like, I see these stations but, everywhere, have used them. I went to England. I used them at the airport. How is that possible? Uh, well, they said that um, there is a malware in the actual port itself that can steal your information. And the mm. only advice given by cybersecurity experts <laughs> is to carry your own charger. Invest in portable batteries sold by known vendors, and you can buy, guess this, a condom for your USB charger. Explain so, me. Uh-huh, <laughs> these condoms essentially disable the data pin on the USB charger, protecting your personal information. You just That's what it they're over. calling it? It's a USB condom. Can't we just call it a sleeve? I mean, that's a little awkward. I like the condom. <laughs> be protected. So, Chris, yeah, okay. do you think there should be a warning outside these public charging stations, warning people the potential hazard to their personal information? You know, like what? I never knew about this. So it's kind no, of No, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty shocked. I mean, I, I guess it's the kind of the same conversation about how we have to all embrace AI technology. Yes. It's going to be around. It's going to be there forever. And I guess it's kind of that number one rule that all your parents always tell you. If you got something that's on your phone or your emails that you don't want on <laughs> don't there. Don't have it on there. <laughs> just, I, I guess it's that simple. But man, that is extremely <laughs> creepy to know that a USB charger that scares can me. get in that close. Well, just as you were taught in sex ed. The only safe charging is a covered charging. <laughs> and I think every public portal needs to come with free USB condoms. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. And an article from NPR titled, or NPR <laughs> titled, Hashtag OK Boomer versus Hashtag OK Millennial Workplace Nightmare. 
or just a meme. Written by Yuki Naguchi. The avocado toast generation is back at it again, triggering boomers across the country with their persistent entitlement for a better future. Mm. The phrase, OK Boomer, has gone global, becoming our generation's retort to ideas we consider outdated or off base. <laughs> the hype became real <laughs> with mm-hmm. New York radio host Boomer Bob Lonsberry tweeting, Boomer is the N-word of ageism. Being hip and flip does not make bigotry okay, nor (laughs) is it a derisive epithet acceptable because it is new. Ah, Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. (laughs) It's hilarious. Your panties in a bunch. (laughs) Yeah, for real. I mean, it's hilarious to see the outrage of boomers complain about the oversensitive millennials. So, Marissa, Uh, why hasn't the boomer generation figured out that ageism is a key factor into learning from one another? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like I understand that. You know, as you get older, you're afraid of being pushed out, not being relevant. But to literally compare a a slang word to basically saying like, okay, I don't want to hear your BS to racing like the N word is ridiculous in my mind. Andre, what are you thinking? He's no, like, he's like, no, nah, nah. it's not the same. It's really not. And I mean, they're, they're, boomers act like as if they're like, oh my gosh, they talk too much on the internet. They're doing social media. Guess what? You've ruined Facebook for all of us. It's yeah. nonstop political ads. And, and if you had the internet around the same time we did, you're going to pretend like you're not going to do the yeah, same and thing. And all I want to say to Heidi, Frosty, and Frank, hey, Frank, okay, boomer. Okay, Because you were going on this morning. <laughs> I, all I want to say was, okay, boomer. Hey, at least we got the internet from the boomer so That's I can right. play video Thank games you. online. But you guys are the greatest. And oh my gosh, I already threw my paper out. But hey, you know, boomers, you got to get your stuff together. And uh, let me tell you this. Now for the first time in history, the workforce spans five generations from the silent generation to Generation Z. Hi, I'm Maria Schaefer. You're listening to The Chris Collins Show. All right, all right, all right. I love this. We get to talk everything murder, serial killers, and rape stories. I mean, yes! Oh, no, you don't talk wrestling. about no, no rape stories? She's they like, might nah, have raped really them after they ki- or killed them or... Before Maybe we never know because know. they're already dead and we never get to able to hear their point of view. But we got Brianna Miera. You got your famous podcast called Murder Dictionary. And you have another one called Crime Scream. And, I mean, you're a busy cat. And you got Rockumentary. So tell the listeners, who are you? I'm Brianna. And I don't sleep because I have so <laughs> many podcasts. I mean, that's insane. That so, was actually one of my questions. Do you ever sleep? No. Uh-uh. Like, like, literally, how do you juggle a schedule like that? Is it all kind of mm-hmm. pre-planned when you do recording sessions? Or do you kind of like it's, milk it out all in one day? It's kind of like living paycheck to paycheck, to be perfectly honest. Wow. <laughs> and I mean, it's I, like I'm just writing just to record that weekend yeah. because it is a lot. I, it's just, yeah. No, it's really intense. And I can only imagine it. And like, I can't imagine the ad revenue spend being like the number one source that I mean would that be something that you would consider because I mean Marissa and I we always kind of joke like when I think about a podcast it's like a bunch of white people in a room together you know and everybody's so glib and they think they can do it and like how much preparation does it take for something like I mean a murder case I I can only imagine takes a lot of knowledge and a lot of yeah because (laughs) I mean I think you're right people can sit around in a room and talk and 
that's great. But when you have this responsibility of talking about a real life case right. where someone lost their life, where there's family members that are survivors, you need some prep time. There's yeah. hours and hours of research, hours and hours of writing. So there's a lot of responsibility there. But people think they can just like, oh, I've got a microphone or I could just record mm-hmm. it on my iPhone. I'm like, you're not that well, interesting. And I think what I like is, listen, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fanatic <laughs> with like serial killers and stuff. I yeah. wanted to be a criminal profiler yeah. um, back in the day. But what I loved about yours, I, I subscribe to Oxygen because I do read all these like crazy murders. <laughs> Don't and, we all? Yeah, they're so good. And what I loved about your podcast on listening to it is you actually went into the background of the person like the one not I didn't hear this Thursdays but last Thursday you had about the kid and the mm-hmm. kind of household they grew up in and that's that nature nurture where really is this killer being developed so where do you get your your facts for this yeah exactly I mean I can only imagine like you like it would be wrong on yourself to say something that might be harmful even towards the family even if someone's deceased yeah I mean I think that when I got into it that was my point is looking at the psychology and the Mm -hmm. background. A lot of shows focus on just the event, but there's so much more there. There's an entire life of of every person involved, the family members, the victim, the perpetrator. There's so much information. Or even the story that even becomes the situation that becomes such an awful scene. I can only imagine. And like, I just have to ask you this. I know this is super random, but like when I think about somebody that's doing murder podcasts, do you have like these revenge fantasies? I mean, I can only imagine you get so pissed off when you hear about some of the most God awful things. And then you're just like, I would love to just give that guy a hard nookie. (laughs) I understand. I totally get it. When we're talking about these things, I put myself in the place of the survivor of the person that's, you know, the family member or the loved one. And I'm like, I know I would seek the most severe justice. Would I be able to take it out on my own and do the whole revenge thing? Right. I've never even been in a physical fight. Let's be real. (laughs) No, I mean, I I haven't either, but I can only imagine if I had myself a child and something that was so gruesome. I mean, I even saw yesterday on Twitter, they had this whole viral video of a police cam showing about how they rescued an eight-year-old child that got stolen from their mother, and there was blood all over the bed. Um, The kid was unclothed, and then they're pulling him out, and she's like, is everything okay? She's like, I'm okay. She's so young, she doesn't even know how to handle those situations. And I kind of get really cringy inside. And I definitely have a revengefulness in it. I mm. mean, I, you know, as much as you got to let the law enforcement do their job, it's yeah. it's a very, I mean, there's just so much stuff that happens in this country and all over the world that, I mean, how would you best recommend the listeners to handle a situation like this? Because I can only imagine learning case by case, what's the best way to handle a situation if it ever happened to you? I mean, I think when you have this background in true crime, Mm -hmm. we have these examples of people that go through all the proper channels that are really out there, like starting a podcast about a a particular case or going to the news media and really drumming up interest so that it doesn't slip between the cracks so that someone doesn't get like five years like yeah. that person might just get five years I mean, yeah. for, for a sex offender thing it's yeah. so or even little like 18 months i mean it's like a so, so why did you get into this like yes. what was what was that moment day drinking a latte <laughs> you know I mean? like i'm gonna do cereal okay. murder. are you right. like a law and order fan is that kind of how Always it got going been Tell an me, svu it? fan for okay. sure that's like everyone's gateway drug right yeah, yeah right, right. Like, yeah benson stabler you know like <laughs> right so there is that but i think that 
we kind of grew up in this era of huge crime cases that all of a sudden were in the news. We've, you know, we're in the era where there's a 24 hour news cycle. We've got these huge cases. So I think this generation is kind of perfect for true crime. That's why there's such a boom is because there's so much more information now. There's so many more Mm, cases that we know every detail of where we didn't necessarily have that before. Obsession with true crime is not new. Definitely not. Yeah, it's been throughout time. Well, you know, I wanted but to read you this. What made you decide? I'm going to stick with it. What yes. made you decide <laughs> yeah, that day that this is what you wanted to do? Like, what <laughs> was it? What was that thing? Yeah. I, you know, I was just talking about true crime with my coworkers mm-hmm. constantly. And um, then they would give me cases and they were like, oh, well, have you heard of this one? You heard of that one? Then I deep dive in that. And I'm like, well, I'm already listening to podcasts and audiobooks. Mm-hmm. What if I just made one? You know, mm. and and beyond that, I feel like podcasting is a space and true crime is a space where women can take the narrative back. Yeah. yeah. Where like men have always been the perpetrators of the crime. Or the even on part. SVU, it always seems like it's a big uh, like allegiance of men. that are Exactly. Just like- it's the law enforcement. It's the journalists that are reporting it. And then where are women? Women are only right. been the victims mm-hmm. historically. I wanted to read you this because I thought this was pretty interesting. This is a Canadian reporter from The New Yorker, Malcolm uh, Gladwell. And he has this theory on crime shows. And he breaks. There's like four different terms. There's a Western film. There's Eastern films. And there's Northern films and then there's southern films. So with western films, it's always conceptually a world in which there's no law and order and a white knight shows up to impose the law and order. Then there's like eastern films, which are kind of like your House of Cards or Billions or, uh, you know, those kind of things where there is law and order and an institution of justice, but has been subverted from within. And then there's the northern films where I would say this is more of a law and order SVU where law and order exists and is morally a righteous system and it's a reliable and it's accurately going to produce the correct result at the end of every episode where a southern film is the entire apparatus is corrupt and where the reformer is not the insider but an outsider because the system is rotten and must be reformed from without so if you heard these uh, four how would you compare your podcast (laughs) oh my goodness well there's examples the reason that i love podcasting Mm -hmm. and the format that we do is because we can do all of those we can root for different people within, you know, yeah. we can root for the law enforcement because we'll follow their journey closely. We can root for the family members because they're trying to get the media involved. like Or even the murderer, right? Like how to make a murderer. Like for well, so long, so many people thought that he didn't do it. Exactly. Or Adnan Syed. Or yeah. like you yeah. were talking about the Killer Kids episodes we did. There is a little bit of an element of knowing these are abused kids that yeah. end up doing these things. So you're kind of rooting for them to get healthy and well and improve their own mental health. Right. And like, and with me, when I think about murder podcasts, I feel like it's like the best placement for any of these kind of conversations, just because you get to visualize it in your head and you don't have to have somebody kind of form, I guess your opinion or how you think the, the case will go. And the right. sometimes, and so when you're thinking about, so you kind of already explained it yourself. Like, I mean, sometimes you guys will be able to answer those clues at the end because maybe it's a really long case or, and sometimes you dive into some that are just, you know, you will never know the answers. We only have a few kind of detail. I mean, it's always like that same Hitler conspiracy. Did he kill himself <laughs> or did he go to South America? But with me, it's, it's like, why does everybody love murder, rape and serial killers? Oh man, that's so heavy because we do. It's just we really everyone do. does. Mm-hmm. They're obsessed. And I think it's just 
my inclination is to say it's the same reason we like roller coasters yeah. and haunted yeah. hay thrill. rides and like horror movies and we just kind of like to be afraid well, well, like and the, I also yeah. feel there as a woman and this is, might be just because of me um, that nurturing aspect like here's my broken little pretty thing and I'm going to try and make it better that's why so many women write to yeah. men in prison who have murdered raped beaten killed and then when they get out like oh he beat me I didn't know he would do that and I'm like uh, surprise track, surprise track right um, and I you thought, know, they have that they have but you nurture. have a great point because I, I was pretty amazed I thought this was pretty wild I guess for example the wine and crime podcast gets up to 500,000 downloads per month and they say from their analytics their audience is 85 percent women and that's pretty true across the board that's any insane. big podcast it's it's yeah do you think it's because we're always women. playing video games and we always think like we know how to play some combat Right, like if I just do this, we're like we know how to fight. Simulation enough, then I will know how to do it. Yeah, oh, totally. There's an element of personal safety, like you're preparing for it. Like you know, if I was in such and such situation, then I can get my way out of it. Right. Right. People think that that's going to help them get through, and I think my personal approach is that beyond that. It's also lessons for us to look out for each other. Yeah. There's a lot of stories that are coming out, even within these true crime communities and mm-hmm. whatnot, where it's like, well, I saw this guy that was kind of creepy, so I intervened. I, pre- I pretended she was my friend yeah. and went up and hugged Have her. Have you ever dated oh someone gosh. where you thought they actually might be some type of a serial killer? No? no, no. I know too many red flags for that. Okay, what's a red flag? <laughs> Give our listeners red flags. <laughs> yes, this is please. who you don't we- date. Please. Yes. I mess up sometimes. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, it's kind of scary. I mean, nowadays, I mean, dating's not even a, like, a real thing. Like, face-to-face, it's always yeah. like through Tinder, Hinge, or Bumble, or whatever so, the yeah. heck. Like, eHarmony.com. Give us the red flags. Honestly, it's like if you feel uncomfortable, go with your gut. That's the biggest red flag is just like yeah. people that say kind of off color things mm-hmm. and they think that it's acceptable and you're like, this mm. is not okay. But yeah. then you're like, oh, LOL. Don't LOL that. Don't let it slide. Just yeah. be like, hey, that's weird. I'm not going to message you again. Right. Like we all know the signs and it's just like, I mean, we already see it on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Like when you see something creepy or we've all seen our favorite movies where like, I'm pretty sure they've done the same thing to me. I don't want to be in those same shoes. <laughs> no. But I want to remind all the listeners out there, we have Brianna Miera, and you're in the studio, and she does Murder Dictionary, Crime Scream, and she has a brand new podcast that's about to be dropping real soon, Rockumentary, and it's not about rocks, Eric Frias, okay? It's not about rocks. It's more than boulders, okay? It's rock and roll, baby. And I wanted to remind everybody out there that if you've been streaming with us live out there, oh, oh we haven't been streaming. No, we're uh, going to keep it going for the whole segment. Hey, let's go, Ooh, Rock right. and <laughs> it, baby. So hey, I, I'm teasing y'all. So stick around with us, and if you if you want to check us out through audio, and you got to go to work, click the on air button at thechriscollinsshow.com. Hi, I'm Erica Harlicker, and I'm the voice of Princess Elizabeth in the Seven Deadly Sins, and you're listening to the Chris Collins Show. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> so we have Brianna Miera. She is the famous hit true crime murder dictionary crime screen. And you got a brand new podcast called Rockumentary and Eric. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll's not dead, all right? And I'm just going to get straight to it because, you know, let's talk about some rock and roll. Why did you have the aspirations to kind of switch gears with your genre and talk about some classic rock and roll? To be honest, it's the same reason as true crime. It's like this kind of feminist thing in me where it's like, 
that mostly it's men talking about rock. Let's well, be honest. It's, no, it's just true. like dominated. Yeah. So like it feels very like a brave revolutionary thing to be like, yeah, I'm a woman and I'm going to tell you all about rock and yeah. roll. It's yeah. like Metal Jackie. Yeah, on, Full Metal Jackie. Uh, yeah, she's fabulous. Yeah. But oh we also God, even talked her. about it on the show and I mean we were even saying it with Two Girls One Mike and they were in such disbelief, but it's true. 95% of the rock and roll bands out there are male. I mean, oh, yeah. think about it. I mean, there's only a very few. I mean, yeah, you got your classic female lead singer like Evanescence or Tonight Alive, but, you know, Fleetwood Mac, but it's full of men in the background. Well, right. And, and I'm a firm believer give that little girl, along with that Barbie, whatever, a guitar. Absolutely. Yeah. Give the instruments because it is proven that it's usually the boy kids get the drums. Exactly. The, you know, versus and the, the drugs. No, <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. Only the drugs. But rocks. like, so with your show, Rockumentary, how is that show going to be geared for the listeners? Like, what what can we expect from that show? So I, it may sound a little boring, but I really want it to be like short audiobooks. I want it oh, to okay. be like three-hour stories of mm. like deep dives. If you've listened to Murder Dictionary, I'm all about research, yes. like yes. super research. So I want it to be something that's not long enough to be like, oh, I'm 13 hours in and I'm a little bored, mm -hmm. but you know, longer than just like, here's 30 minutes because so much happens in a band's whole career, yeah. you know? It's true. Even when they're just starting out, like there's just so much that goes into it. And I think there's so much to talk about. They have such interesting lives and it's so are you going to go into that deep research about like their psychology of their stuff? Like yeah, like, make music? Yeah, of course. Ooh, like yeah. so-and-so has, that. you know, issues with their parents and like yeah. usually it's that. Are you also <laughs> going to do the love triangles? Because I noticed that rock and roll love stars. Love triangles. Rock and roll stars screw each other. Well, you were just talking about <laughs> Fleetwood Mac and that's yeah. one of the first ones that I've written and it oh, is, okay. I mean, it's way more than a triangle if you guys oh, are familiar. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like every, oh, exactly. there's yeah. some sort of diagram you got to make. Because all I know is it's like you got the class Classic Richard Pryor and uh, oh my gosh, the guy from The Godfather. Why am I blanking out? Oh my gosh, uh, no, no, not Al Pacino. Why am I blanking out? You know, I don't. The uh, mafia. Uh, Why am I? Oh my gosh, it don't matter. <laughs> We're talking about rock and roll. Oh, my dad's like, gonna. My dad's probably screaming at me, and going, "You don't know The Godfather?" Like literally right now. I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm sorry. Okay, Boomer. Yeah, okay. yeah he's literally on the other side. He's like, "Okay, millennial." I'm like, "You ruined everything." But you know. Even going with the, even the crime shows and talking about that, I mean, I, I know that you haven't seen The Joker just yet, but I know no. that we can even talk about it because I wanted to throw a curveball question. Have you seen it yet, Marissa? No. But oh I know. I, I failed. Yeah, yeah. I failed. But obviously, we're going right after this. I know, we're <laughs> but there's obviously there's some kind of sympathy that's happening with so many young millennials where, like, when I saw the film, I won't spoil it, but I literally was like, how could you, how could you be on the side of a crazy man like that? And, like... I'm sure with so many stories, have you felt like you understand why someone does the motive but handle it the wrong situation? Like, let's say like a Miles Garrett situation with the Cleveland Browns smacking Mason Rudolph over the head. Totally lost me there. No, nope. like you know, like there's well, yeah, you know, well, because he <laughs> was had, that a sports thing. That was it. <laughs> well, Last like, week, he used, a yeah. guy used his helmet to hit another guy over the head, and it was a big. And he had no thing. helmet on. It was like the last eight seconds and of the game. And it was wrong. Thinking, I blacked out for the last sixty seconds. Yeah. I don't know. What okay, <laughs> well, let me let me say it like this. No, but I understand that people are obsessed with like relating to the villains. There's something yeah. there yeah. where people want to like connect and or you want to sympathize with them yeah. even though they already done this, this crazy heinous crime or it's like i think about this rock and roller as they lay dying you know and the lead singer uh he he literally hired a hitman to try to kill his wife 
Mm-hmm. And he only went to jail for three years. I can relate and, to that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and no, but then comes back, Sorry, and they are they are number one on the heavy metal charts right. all during the summer. And I don't understand why that's such a huge craze. And why do you do you think it's because people just be naive and they think about the music and less about the actual yeah. person's personal life? I think there's a little bit of like we just forgive whatever. We are holding people more accountable nowadays, but we mm-hmm. do have a lot more forgiveness than we should. Yeah. But also, I think my theory is people have a lot more anger than we really think they do. Yeah. Do you think it's because People the think there's a lot of inner injustice. Yeah, there's a lot more information out there of what's going wrong in the world. Yeah. People feel and wrong. And people don't know where, how to channel it. I mean, back in the yeah. day when we were hunter-gatherers, I mean, you are mad I stabbed a saber-toothed tiger. We kept it rolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, if he's invading my space, I take him out. Right. (laughs) But it's so true. And I mean, I got to ask you this, even though we do you think rock and roll's dead? Because I sure don't. I think it's still like one of the biggest. I think it's more global than it is with hip hop right now. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, especially in political climates and stuff, rock and roll always prevails. Where it's yeah. like, yeah, right. You it's know? it's like, never about booty drugs or stripper rap. It's no. always about some heartfelt Revolution. stuff. But then again, you're gonna have some of that ir- arrogant metal, like some, you know, some Attila. You know, sometimes that's good for the soul. You know, sometimes you gotta <laughs> loosen up. But hey, I want to remind everybody out there that you're listening to the Chris Collins Show, and we got Brianna Miera, and you got your murder dictionary, crime screen and the brand new podcast is going to be dropping soon rockumentary and where can they find you on social media everywhere is murder dictionary and also crime screen and rockumentary just hey, search for us you'll find us that's that simple and very sticker, easy and, and sti- for those of you who have been streaming with us this morning please continue to listen to our show by going to the chriscollinshow.com and click the on air button it's that simple it's really rad and big Click it. <laughs> and if you like what you're listening to, go to the chriscollinshow.com and become a member today.